welcome to Wellness Your Way. I'm your host, Megan Lyons, and I've helped thousands of people find their own way to wellness. Wellness Your Way is an extension of that work, aimed to help you find your unique path to feeling your very best. Each week, we'll go through tactical strategies you can use to improve your health, happiness, and quality of life. So grab a mug of tea or lace up your walking shoes. We're about to dive in. Hello and happy Tuesday morning if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning. You know, I always listen to podcasts on walks in the morning and it is getting a little chilly around here in Dallas. It was in the 20s when I woke up today and that did not stop me from getting in my workout this morning. So I hope if that's your routine The weather is not stopping you from your workout or from listening to this podcast. I can be in your earbuds during an indoor workout or when you're cooking or at any time, and I love being here with you. So thank you again for joining today. We've got a lot to cover. Surprise, surprise, surprise. We'll be talking about weight loss in older individuals. We'll talk about one secret store where I get a lot of my health food. We'll talk about how to include more vegetables in the winter. We've got some great listener Q&A about how to get in folate and my review of Amazon's latest secret product. And we'll give you a call to action and get you out of here on your way to a great day. Let's dive in. The first segment is health news you can use. And you know what? The average age of my one-to-one clients is probably 40 if I calculated it, maybe a bit higher. I do see a lot of corporate women and men who are trying to balance a family life with a really busy work life and a social life and a volunteer life and all the lives. And I also do see a handful of people in their teens and 20s and a solid amount of people in their 30s as well, starting to prioritize their health, maybe having to focus on it in a different way than before. But one group that I love to serve is people in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. And I'm sure I would love to serve people in their 90s as well. I have not yet gotten the chance to do that, but I am totally open to doing it. Bring them on. And I find it really refreshing to see people stay focused on their health when it's no longer just about fitting into the trendiest swimsuit or getting a smaller size in jeans or something like that. And my older clients really tend to fit into this bucket. They tend to be more open to focusing on positivity and really just taking the time to prioritize themselves and being okay with that, which maybe comes with the wisdom of age. Many of my older clients, though, when they walk into my office or now my virtual office for the first time, they really seem to doubt that they can lose weight. I have so many people saying to me, well, I'm 65, so I can't lose weight, or I'm past menopause, so I can't lose weight, or whatever reason why they can't lose weight. And that's just not true. There are certainly things that 
change about our metabolisms, our hormone levels, our uh, the way our body operates as we get older. And so there are definitely things I do differently with my older adult clients. But some of my older adult clients have had incredible success, first and most importantly, off the scale, because that is always going to be my driving factor, but also on the scale. And the study I'm going to point you towards today proves that the results from my office, my practice, are not just an anomaly. This is possible for everyone. Um, The study is out of the University of Warwick, and it studied just a few hundred people over the course of 11 years. They had access to the same resources, which was basically like health coaching services, dietary and lifestyle changes, psychological support, encouragement for physical activity, nothing fancy, just the basics. Um, Well, maybe that's more than the basics, but uh, nothing out of the realm of things that you've heard of before. And the results over these 11 years were that those people who were under 60 lost 6.9% of their body weight, which is awesome over the course of 11 years because, you know, even though people could lose more than that, many of them don't keep it off, unfortunately. So 6.9% for those under 60. And then those between 60 and 78 lost 73 So close to the same, even a little bit more, higher percent of their body weight for those between 60 and 78, and they had access to the same resources. So this is not really a um, science breakthrough. There's nothing in the study, which I'll link in the show notes, that talks about the intricacies of metabolism and aging or anything like that. I really just share it to give you some inspiration. No matter what your situation, no matter what your age, no matter what your history, there is hope to reach your health goals. If you approach it in the right way, which I know I'm biased, but I have to say that's not a fad diet. That's not a fancy diet pill. That's just the right basic nutrition guidance, you can reach your health goals. I believe in you. I hope you believe in you too. And I hope this inspires you. Next up is Megan Recommends. And this has been my little secret for many years now, but the cat's kind of out of the bag. If you follow health accounts on social media, you've probably heard of Thrive Market. But if you've never checked it out, now might be your time, especially as we tend to be going to fewer and fewer in-person grocery stores. I used to bop around if I had the time to two or three grocery stores per week getting different things, like maybe I'll go to sprouts for one thing and to Kroger for another, whatever. And I don't do that anymore now uh, in the pandemic. So Thrive Market is coming in even more clutch right now. I think of Thrive Market kind of like an online Costco for healthy foods only. So it's online, it's delivery, it's cheaper prices, and it's curated healthy foods. The Thrive Market 
people, staff, select only products that meet their health standards, which are pretty great, rigorous health standards. And they also really care about the products being as environmentally friendly as possible and as affordable as possible. They offer the products at 25 to 50% off retail prices because they're skipping the middleman. They don't sell it to Kroger or wherever, and they sell to you straight from their website. Their selection is really amazing. I always buy things like healthier jerkies and oils and cooking sprays and apple cider vinegar and salad dressings and even healthier crackers and cookies and things like that from Thrive because those specific varieties of foods that I'm trying to find can be hard to find at Kroger, which is where I do most of my shopping. The last thing I really love about Thrive Market is they do so much good for the community. They offer a free membership to a family in need for every paid membership. They do a lot of programs like you can round your um, total up to donate to families in in need and things like that. So they're doing good in the world. They're doing good for your body. And if you want to check them out, I will include a link to the show notes that gives you an additional 25% off your first order. So this is like already the 25 to 50% off products. And then with my link, you get an additional 25% off. So it's pretty crazy. And I will also post my top 20 favorite products at Thrive. So even if you already have a Thrive Market membership, um, you can't get the 25% off additional with my code, but I'll share with you my 20 favorite products that I like to buy from Thrive Market. So you can check them out as well. All that will be in the show notes. Alrighty, it's time for the veggies of the matter. And today we are really getting into the veggies of the matter. We are talking all about veggies and wintertime. And maybe a little known fact, depending on how long you've been hanging out with me. I was born in Connecticut. I lived in Connecticut until I moved to Texas in fifth grade. I also went to college in Boston. I worked in New York for a while. I went to business school in Chicago, and the common theme of all of these places is the weather. And you know what? I love the weather. I really do. I texted my sister today to tell her I loved the weather, and she asked if I was just trying to put on an air of positivity and convince myself that I liked it, or if I really liked it. And I told her the answer is both. Part of me truly loves it. Like I love the sweaters and I love soups and stews and hot tea and blankets and being cozy and having a fire and all of that kind of stuff I truly do love. And then the other part of it, I told her, I'm laughing at myself that I'm sharing this with you, is that I kind of like feeling hardcore when I'm out for a run and the snow flurries and I'm doing something hard. It's like eat the frog, do something hard for yourself. Then everything else feels easier in the day. And getting out there in the cold weather allows the opportunity to do something hard every day. So I like the cold weather um, just as a preference I don't, by the way, I do not like the Texas summer. So 
I won't complain about it in Texas. I, I don't believe you can complain about something you can control. And I'm choosing to live here in Texas, but that's not my favorite season in Texas. I do not like the brutally hot summers. So anyway, preferences aside, I'm talking about winter and vegetables today. And winter is a time when people tend to eat fewer vegetables. It's not as natural to go to the farmer's market. In fact, the farmer's market closes around here. Many of the farmer's markets close around here. Some of the staples like tomatoes and things like that, berries that we generally look forward to in the summer, they just start tasting not as good, mealy or not juicy or not as uh, tangy or sweet or whatever. And the produce section at the grocery store just somehow gets passed over for other sections in the grocery store. So today I want to help you prevent this from happening and keep including veggies in your winter diet. So I'm going to go through briefly my top 10 ways to eat and enjoy vegetables in the winter. I will also link to the blog post that's coming out today with the same uh, tips. And in the blog post, if that's a format that you like, I will put a lot of additional resources. So if I mention soups, for example, which I will, I'll post a list of my favorite slow cooker recipes and my favorite instant pot recipes and things like that. I will um, just include as many resources as I can. So head on over to that blog post, which is at the link in your show notes. All right, let's get into the top 10. My first tip is to switch to heartier salad bases. For a lot of people, it's normal to have a salad for lunch or something like that. In the summer, it can be like mixed greens with shrimp or something like that, a light kind of uh, uh, springy or summery salad. But in the winter, that doesn't always sound as appealing. So I like heartier salad bases like cabbage, kale, arugula. That still gets me a load of veggies in a meal, um, which is one of my favorite reasons to have a salad, but it tastes a little bit more wintry. And I'm going to share one of my favorite salads. You've seen it a few times already on Instagram, but I love it. I love the combination of flavors. The base is cabbage and kale. And then I put on top roasted butternut squash, roasted beets, roasted Brussels sprouts, and roasted asparagus. And I like to add some baked chicken or grilled salmon for protein. And then I like this Tessame's honey poppy seed dressing. That combination of all those veggies with the cabbage and kale and that dressing and the protein, it is awesome. So if you're looking for a hearty wintry salad, check that one out. Tip number two is to enjoy a bowl of pasta. <gasps> what? I know, Megan is telling you to eat pasta, but I'm talking about zucchini noodles or butternut squash noodles or beet noodles or even those miracle noodles, in quotes, which are shirataki. They're made from uh, seaweed-based shirataki. Uh, and all of those noodles are great ways to get in extra veggies with something that tastes a little bit more like comfort food. So I'll again link to my favorite 20 spiralized veggie recipes in that blog post. Next tip, I mentioned it, is to enjoy soups and stews. They just give you that comforting feeling, right? They're tasty, they're healthy, they're filling, they're warm, they're satisfying, and they can be a great way to sneak in vegetables, which you know I love. 
Just like with any other meal, I'm always aiming for half the volume to be vegetables. Then the rest can be broth or protein or beans or whatever. Um, And I will post some links to recipes there as well. Next tip is to have them prepared in advance. Something about maybe it's the days are shorter, there's less light, we want to watch Christmas movies instead of be in the kitchen, whatever, but we forget about our food prep in the winter. And food prep always makes our health goals easier. So prep those veggie packs. Don't expect yourself to go down and chop up carrots when you need a snack. Have your veggie packs ready to grab. Tip number five is to try new seasonal items. So try um, some winter fruits, which are clementines, grapefruits, oranges, pears, persimmons, and pomegranates, or try some winter vegetables. All of these are in season in the winter. Artichokes, beets, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, carrots, cauliflower, kale, parsnips, radishes, turnips, sweet potatoes, and winter squash. Whew, that was a lot. There are tons of things that are in season in the winter, uh, and I will post, if you want a free little printable, I'll post a link in the show notes to my seasonal produce guide that you can download for free. Next tip is to remember the benefits of veggies. So of course, we all know that they're great for our health, but try to remember some of the specific benefits. They strengthen your immune system. So important now. They reduce inflammation. They fight off cravings. They slow down aging. They fend off chronic diseases. They increase your energy. They improve your digestion. I could go on and on and on. And if you latch onto one of those, like I want more energy, I'm going to eat more veggies, then it can be easier to get them in. Next tip is to be fine with frozen. Frozen vegetables are actually frozen at the peak of their ripeness, which means that generally they have even more nutrients when you eat them than the fresh produce in the grocery store. Because the fresh produce, we call it fresh, but it's been sitting in trucks and on shelves for weeks and weeks and weeks by the time you eat it, and every minute off the vine is reducing its nutrient content. So frozen veggies are a uh, very helpful addition to your kitchen at this time of year and always. Next tip is to roast them. Roasting makes every vegetable taste better. I am totally convinced. I like to just preheat the oven to 400 or 425. I take out a baking sheet. I spray it with avocado oil. I cut up the veggies into bite sizes, put them on the pan, spray it again, add some seasoning, which I'll talk about in a second, roast them for 20 or 25 minutes. Some of the starchier ones like the potatoes or parsnips, they might need a little more time. And some of the lighter ones like asparagus or zucchini, they might need less time. So just keep an eye on the oven, take them out as soon as they start to get crispy and that caramelized, crispy, awesome roasted flavor will make anyone like veggies more. Next tip is to play with some fun seasonings. I often just do salt and pepper or a basic seasoning salt blend or something like that. But when I get out my spice cabinet, which is large because I like buying spices, and I just play with different spices, spice blends, I have so much fun. So check out Primal Palette spices, which I like, Penzi's spices, any spice blend. Spices are great for your health, so play with them. Add on plenty of spices. And then last tip is to celebrate every single time you get them in. Last podcast episode, we talked about making 
making our health goals fun. And part of that is celebrating every time you achieve something. So I want you to celebrate every single time you eat some veggies, give yourself a physical or metaphorical pat on the back, put a smile on your face, feel good that you're doing something great for your health. With all of those 10 tips, I hope you're inspired to keep up your veggie habits in the winter. I know you will feel better when you do. We've got some great questions from the audience today for a listener Q&A. Erin has the first question and she asks for the best ways to get in folate. So first, let me tell you what folate is. Folate is B9. So there are many B vitamins. We talk a lot about B12 because it tends to be um, necessary to for supplementation in vegans and vegetarians, and it's really necessary for our energy as well. But there are several other B vitamins that are critical for our health as well, and folate, B9, is one of them. So folate sounds a lot like folic acid, and it is substituted frequently, uh, but maybe not appropriately. The folic acid is the synthetic form of folate. And this is if you have fortified foods like cereals or milk or uh, orange juice or anything fortified with extra vitamins, they will use the synthetic version, which is folic acid. And also in a lot of supplements, they're using folic acid. But it's really hard for many of our bodies to convert folic acid into the usable form of folate. There's a condition called MTHFR, which I won't get into here, but many of you probably have heard of it or have this genetic condition. Up to a third of women have this MTHFR variation, which makes us unable to convert uh, folic acid to the usable form of folate. So getting folate, the bottom line, before I get off on a tangent, The bottom line is getting folate from your food is really great. Um, If you're going to go for a supplement, I recommend getting the methylated version of a B-complex. I'll post a link to a B-complex that I like in the show notes if you're going to supplement. And if you're worried about pregnancy or you have other doctor-mandated orders for folate, then definitely check with your doctor. Uh, But I will answer your question with some uh, food-based sources of folate, which are, drum roll please, because you know I'm a broken record on this one, dark leafy greens. But I'm not making it up. This is for real. Dark leafy greens are full of so many nutrients, and folate is one of them. They're so amazing for your health. Also legumes like lentils, beans, etc. They're great in folate. Eggs have a lot of folate. Beets, Brussels sprouts, broccoli have a lot of folate. Generally, if you're eating a balanced plant-heavy diet, then you will be covered in your folate for, for basic needs. Again, if you are pregnant or something like that, ha- talk to your uh personal practitioner, but for a general person's folate needs, if you're eating a lot of plants and a well-balanced diet, you're probably covered. Next question comes from Gianina. She says, your experience with the halo, please. So what she's talking about is the Amazon halo. And I love Amazon more than I care to admit. I really think they do so many things well. I think they deserve to 
um, be as, well, I don't know about as fast growing as they are because that's really huge. Uh, but I think they do a lot of things well. I'll leave it at that. Um, and so I was really excited when I heard about this pilot program of the Amazon Halo, which is a new wearable kind of fitness tracker thing. And I had to apply for this pilot program months early. And then a few weeks ago, I got my shipment of the Halo and I was so thrilled to put it on. I shared it on social media and you know what? I tried, I tried to love it. I really did. I gave it a solid three or four days and then I took it off. It is not making the cut for me. I love my Fitbit Charge 3, which I know, I know Fitbit is not the trendiest, but I love the functionality of the Fitbit for me. And yes, I've bought an Apple Watch and I tried it. Same thing with the Halo. I wore it. I had hopes for it. And I just did not like it as much as the Fitbit. And I also have an Aura Ring, O-U-R-A, which I love for things like recovery, tracks your heart rate variability. It has great sleep tracking. It has breathing rate. It has temperature tracking for hormonal variations, all kinds of great things for the Aura Ring if you really want to get geeky. Um, and the Fitbit, if you're an athlete or an active person and you want to get less geeky, but you want to have that uh, those stats available and visible to you at all times. But the Halo was kind of like in between those two, and it didn't serve a purpose for me. The two things that I liked were they had a really cool feature of body fat measurement. So you stand away from your phone and it takes pictures of you from various angles and it estimates your body fat percentage from those pictures, which I know some people are probably a little bit wary of privacy uh, when they're taking pictures of your body. You are lightly clothed, um, if that makes you feel better. But I thought that was cool. Now, that does not involve the wristband. That's just a feature you get that is functioning through your phone when you subscribe to the wristband. So my number one cool thing about the wristband has nothing to do with the wristband. Number two, which was kind of cool, is they rate your voice tone throughout the day. So it's just like tracking your voice through the day and it'll tell you, oh, you seemed angry at this time. You seemed excited at this time. You seemed loving at this time, whatever, which I thought at first was cool. And then I thought it was completely unusable because frankly, I don't remember what I was saying at 1248 PM. And it's hard to make any changes or put that into practice. Um, even if it gave me three different emotions during a one hour client meeting, well, I don't know what I was saying at any of those moments. And then also, even though I'm not the most conspiracy theory person, or I might be the least, um, I just thought there might be some underlying motive for them tracking my voice all day. It felt a little weird, to be honest. So that cool thing kind of turned into a not cool thing. Other not as cool things, it was uncomfortable. I did not like the feeling of it. You can't see anything on the screen. You can't even see your steps or anything like that. For active people, there was less workout tracking options than the Fitbit or the Aura Ring. And same with the sleep tracking. It was pretty good on the sleep tracking, but it was less good than the Fitbit and way less good than the Aura Ring. So 
Bad news, I will not be continuing the Amazon Halo, but hopefully I will save some of you from purchasing it uh, if you relate to anything that I said about it. Thank you for your questions. All right, our time here has come to an end, but I need you to do one thing for me. It's time for the call to action. And I don't do these call to actions just to tie a bow on it or summarize what I said to you. I do it to make it easy for you to change your life. That's what I'm going for here is for you to change your life. And so today it's simple. It's just to include one extra serving of veggies in your day today or tomorrow and celebrate yourself when you do it. Use some of the tips I went over to make it easier on yourself, even though it's winter. Tag me on Instagram, take a picture, share it with me, send me an email with your veggies, whatever you need to do. I will so very much cheer you on and I know your body will thank you as well. So get in that extra serving of veggies and have an amazing day. I will see you right here next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of Wellness Your Way with Megan Lyons. I always love connecting with listeners, so be sure to follow me on social media. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss brand new episodes each week. If you love Wellness Your Way, please leave us a rating and review. I appreciate it so much. Stay well, and I'll be back next week. The Wellness Your Way podcast is provided for information only and should not be misconstrued as medical advice. Please consult with your physician or otherwise qualified practitioner on any matters regarding your health and well-being or on any opinions expressed within this podcast or the LionShare website.